BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey guys, it's Jordan Younger, your host of the Balance Blonde Soul on Fire podcast. Here we go deep on all things astrology, awakening, wellness, motherhood, channeling, aliens, and so much more. We have deep conversations. We go to other realms. It's a lot of fun. So stick around. Let's dive on in. I cannot wait to connect. Hello, my favorite people. Welcome back to the Balanced Swan Podcast, Soul on Fire. I'm your host, Jordan Younger, and I'm so happy that you're here. Today, we're talking about a topic that I get questions about all the time, which is the ebbs and flows of friendship, how to handle friendship breakups or going on a break with friends, and when it's time to do that, what that looks like, etc. And we've done a lot of different types of conversations about friendship here on the podcast. We've talked about conscious friendship, how to cultivate your group of friends in your late 20s, in your 30s, when you're out of school, all those different things. But something that we've never really done is have someone on the podcast that I have had a friendship break with. And that person who we're having on the show today for that topic is Kenzie Burke. She's been on the show many times. You know her as my sister, my other half, one of my best friends. And some of you may have been wondering, where has Kenzie been? Are you guys still friends? She hasn't been on the podcast in a long time. I know we have a lot of people who follow both of us and people are detectives. (laughs) And I get it because I'm a detective too when I follow people really closely. And some people have noticed maybe for several months, we weren't really as close. We were not necessarily in each other's lives. That is something I never do. Something that I quite simply don't do and something that I've had to learn how to do is ride the waves, the ebbs and flows of friendship. And we wanted to have this conversation today because we are, we're always going to be very close. So even when there's ups and downs, I consider Kenzie to be family to me and a sister. And I really don't say that lightly. So ups and downs, they come along with many adult friendships. And I feel like it's such a taboo subject, something that people don't talk about something that I never used to talk about and something that was my biggest pain point. And I've learned a lot from Kenzie, although she is younger than me. And we talk about that in this episode about independence and 
just knowing like people are going through shit. And if someone has to step back from a friendship for whatever reason, it has a lot to do with where they are in their life. And so for those of us who are people pleasers and codependents, it's hard to understand. And even though this was a two-way street in many ways, we're getting into it today. We're talking about the tea. And Kenzie's someone who is hyper-independent, very fiery. She has had, she's a pro. I tell her, you're a pro in friendship ebbs and flows and even friendship breakups. And for someone like myself, I'm like, shit, I have a lot to learn because that's something that in my 32 years of life, I have never been good at. And I have a lot, I always feel like if someone is even a little like displeased with me, it's got to be my fault. I have to fix it. It's something that I've talked about a lot on this show before, but we've never gotten to have a conversation quite like this one. So I want to thank Kenzie for coming on and for being so open and so vulnerable because I'm used to this. I'm like used to pouring my heart out on the internet, but Kenzie has always been more mysterious and more private. And although she has a huge following, a very engaged following, a podcast of her own, and many brands of her own, she has often chosen to keep a lot of her personal life more private. And I feel like the step to having this conversation today is a really big shift for her. And I just really want to commend her because it's not easy to do. And none of these conversations are easy to have, especially when you know that there's people listening. But we really wanted to do this because we felt this could help a lot of people There's people out there who are more like her and there are people out there who are more like me. So you have to come tell us if you're a Kenzie or a Jordan. And if you feel inspired, please rate and review the show on Apple and Spotify and email me a screenshot to enter to win our weekly giveaway. So without further ado, let's get into this episode with the dear Kenzie Burke. I cannot wait for you guys to hear this one. hand over our hearts. We're doing this. We're doing it. I almost texted you before I came in here before my previous interview to tell you it's been an emotional day. I've been crying all day. One of those days where my eyes were a faucet and I was just thinking of course (laughs) we're having this conversation (laughs) which is probably going to make me emotional anyway. So everybody's forewarning This is just a very real conversation between two people who really love each other. I'm going to cry. I'm already crying. I'm having an emotional day. It's good. Mm -hmm. It's good. This Mm -hmm. This is amazing to let all the emotions out. It is. And I'm a good person to do it with. It is. Kenzie, welcome back. Thank you. It's so <laughs> good to I be here. I think the listeners are thinking, where has Kenzie been? Where have I been? Well, I firstly just wanted to start this episode off with just acknowledgement because and a thank you to anyone who's followed me for the past four years and anyone who's been in my life beyond the four years has definitely seen me go through evolution after evolution and portal after portal. And I know that a huge part of my life is transformation and growth. And that's something that will never stop because that's just really who I am. 
But I also am well aware that my own growth periods and evolution and times of transformation have affected people in my life based on how I've gone through those portals. And whether it's been my businesses or my followers or my close friends, I know that I've affected people in one way or another. So I firstly just wanted to say thank you to anyone who's been there for any part of this journey. And I also am just really happy and thrilled to be saying this and in my integrity and acknowledging this because I'm aware and I know and I'm really excited to move forward and to continue to grow, but to learn and learning and embodying a way where I can go through these really deep portals of growth and it doesn't throw my businesses, it doesn't throw the love that people have for me or I have for other people. And I think that also brings us to you and I, Jordan, because you are someone who's also been affected by this, you know, by myself and and how I process things and how I have processed times of growth and evolution. So I wanted to say thank you, first of all, for just being there for all the seasons of my life since we've met. I'm always going to be here. I'm not going anywhere. I want to hold your hand. We're sitting really far away from each other, but I'm going like this. I love you. And we're going to get into, we're going to get into it. We're going to talk about friendship, the ebbs and flows of friendship. This Libra over here holds very tightly. And Kenzie is a fire sign. So we are, let's just say astrology-wise, we Mm -hmm. are polar opposites on the astrology Mm -hmm. chart. The opposite, yeah. Yeah. Opposite of Aries would be Libra. So we we run very different in that regard. Yes. And we are each other's medicine and at times very confronting. Very confronting. And it's hard. Confronting for me and confronting Mm -hmm. for you. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of people are listening, thinking... Have you guys been friends lately? (laughs) We want to clear every elephant in the room. We want to talk about it. And we've talked about it one-on-one many times. It's been some of the most healing conversations in my entire life. This within the last two weeks and we move fast. So we're like, let's do a podcast. (laughs) Um, I think it's really beautiful because I think this is a very taboo subject. And I know for me, anytime... A friendship was off or God forbid, I wasn't friends with a friend anymore. That was the deepest sense of pain, the deepest sense of shame Uh, for a triple Libra, like reflector, sensitive, uh, people pleasing, codependent soul. And even minus all the labels, it's just who I friggin am. So fucking painful. And and we did go through a period of time where we weren't really talking. But nothing happened. It no, wasn't like happened. something happened. It was just, I mean, there's some dynamics that definitely tr- started it, which is mm-hmm. totally on my mm-hmm. end. And I, I mean, I opened this podcast with saying some of that. I am the opposite of Jordan. I am an independent fire sign who grew up with a very interesting upbringing and my way of regulating myself is to be alone and I can go through this portal of like no one understands no one understands what it's like to be in my life or to have to hold all the things I've held and I think anyone listening like I I don't share a lot of the deep stuff that I've gone through but I've been definitely through a lot of hard times and I learned from an early child as an early child how to regulate myself and it was like okay, no one understands me. It's okay. I can be alone. I've got this. 
And that sparks patterns in my life when I start feeling those things of really pushing things, people, places, businesses away so that I can process and regulate. And I go through these huge transformations through it. And it's like amazing because I think everyone grows differently, but I, I do feel like on a deep, I'm a very spiritual person and like you, you kind of do do your deepest growth when it's you and you and the mirror Mm -hmm. and it's just Mm -hmm. you and like that, like monks, they go for months Mm -hmm. and they come back changed. And so I've definitely done that and embodied that without also realizing, I mean, this was like the first year that I kind of woke up and was realizing this is like really having a huge effect on not only me, because I'm an Aries and a South Node in Aries and a Mars in Aries and we're very like me, 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 I, I, I. It was a big moment where I realized, oh, this is affecting other people. It's affecting and and even just like followers of mine and just everything. I just started to notice this is having a huge compound effect on people mm-hmm. around me. And it's not it's not who I want to be because consistency and discipline and loyalty is like the number one things for me. So it, I think it's definitely caused a lot of dis-ease in my own life too of like, this is a pattern that does not feel the best. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to put other people through my own patterns anymore. This episode is brought to you by Kosas. Summer is just around the corner. And when you find yourself wearing less makeup to let your skin breathe, but you still want a little coverage, they've got you covered, literally. So I'm the perfect person to talk about this because I am a psycho clean freak when it comes to my skin. And I've also never been that into makeup. But I think if you follow me on Instagram, then you know, I'm actually getting into makeup now. And I think it has something to do with being in my 30s and just wanting to freshen things up and look my best. And I'm also under the camera lights all the time. So that has inspired me as well. But I always want to be taking care of my skin. At the same time, I'm militant about the ingredients that I put on my skin. So Kosas makes clean makeup for skincare freaks. Their complexion products are actually proven to make your skin better. And they are dermatologist tested, safe for sensitive and acne prone skin, and they are hypoallergenic. Their revealer concealer is not your mom's old school concealer. It's super creamy, weightless, and is a total multitasker. I'm actually wearing it right now. It's a concealer, an eye cream, and a spot treatment all in one. I feel like Everybody needs to know this, and I'm actually upset that I didn't know about this brand sooner. So don't choose between wearing great makeup and taking care of your skin. Right now, Kosas is offering our listeners 15% off your first purchase of $50 or more when you go to kosas.com slash balanced. That is K-O-S-A-S dot com slash balanced for 15% off your first purchase of $50 or more plus free shipping. That's kosas.com slash balanced balanced. Enjoy. We are going to talk about one of my favorite topics in the world, which is ketamine therapy. If you haven't heard my ketamine therapy podcast with my ketamine therapist, Dr. Mike Dow, definitely tune in because we are spilling all the deets. And this is a real 
decision to make if you want to do ketamine therapy. This is like big. So you want to research it and you want to know what you are talking about and you want to know what it's all about. But today I'm thrilled to talk to you about Mindbloom. They are the leader in at-home ketamine therapy, having safely helped thousands of people overcome their anxiety and depression. This is such a topic that's close to home for me, and ketamine has helped me wildly with my personal anxiety journey, and I've had friends and family members who it has helped with depression. It's very different from traditional talk therapy in that ketamine works quickly and doesn't have the unpleasant side effects that traditional antidepressants can cause for some people. So there's no quick fix for anxiety or depression. It's not finding a new therapist, starting an exercise routine, meditating, etc. But something that you can do is unlock your brain, get to the complete root cause, and shift your perspective of the world and how you approach the world. And that's something really, really beneficial that ketamine did for me. Right now, Mindbloom is offering our listeners $100 off your first six-session program when you sign up at mindbloom.com slash blonde and use promo code blonde. Take the first step and break free from your anxiety and depression with Mindbloom, mindbloom.com slash blonde, promo code blonde. That's so powerful. And how did you come to that? How did you realize? Was there a moment when you're like, oh, shit, this is affecting people that I love and I feel disconnected from people that I love. And there's your following and all of that, too. But was there a moment where you were just like, I'm going to change this? I think it's just been a compounding of moments and moments until just really I mean, it's really been this career kind of thing that I am very into astrology, but my life lessons are all in the second house, which is the house of career. So I constantly am learning all of my things through my career. It's always the most highlighted thing for me. And so I've been on this career journey as well. At the spring, I was just done like trying to create something out of myself. Like I I just started listening to actually God, the universe turning to within and realizing how much I've outsourced my own power and kind of like not fully stood. And Jordan, you're someone for years who's told me, you know, you're super powerful, like stand, rise in your career and all these things. And I've I've tried, but it's been like one foot in, one foot out kind of thing. And that is a whole nother story of like suppression and all of that. But I think just really opening my eyes and and going back into the wellness world really hardcore, which is where I've started and and where I know I'm supposed to be um, primarily. And what really I was shown through that is when I announced that on social media, just seeing all of these followers and these people who were like there for so many years. And it opened my eyes because I had so much of um like like I said this like no one loves me no one supports me everything's so hard I have to do everything on my own when I opened my eyes to like oh my gosh like it's been here all along I've just been blocking it and I've blocked myself I've blocked my and so I started to realize like not only have I blocked myself from like financial opportunities from career opportunities but also friendships and relationships and people and I was just really able to start to see where some of my own patterns were creating this and 
also just wanting a way of new way of being and not not regulating in silence and regulating in darkness because that's also not the kind of life that I mm -hmm. want to create or live. But to bring this all back, I just wanted to, like when you said, when we were talking about what happened between us, like nothing happened. There was like a moment when I definitely started res retreating, which I do. And then it just, I mean, you were going through your own portal this past winter and I was going through one. And I think, I mean, I definitely could have been there for you during a really hard time in your life. And I feel very bad about that. I also know that we both didn't have the capacity for each other <laughs> at that time <laughs> and life ebbs and flows. And I think something about growth that's really important to note is like life is waves, it's ebbs, it's flows, it's frequencies. And I, I do fully believe though, like I have so much love for you. I fully believe that like sometimes when a wave comes different, some things are like on the same frequency and mm -hmm. can be held at the same time and some cannot. And I'm really looking forward to and finding a way to like ride those waves and be on different frequencies of people, but still remain in a space of love where it's not like silence, obviously. But I do know that we were both on some pretty big waves this past winter. First of all, yes. And I'm really, really glad we're doing this because I know when it comes to the listeners, there are the Kenzies and there are the Jordans and there is everyone in between. But there's people who definitely relate to you and your upbringing and being super independent and being really comfortable kind of doing things on your own. And I don't want to say cutting people out of your life, but if it were, you're, you're comfortable with that. I've been I've very cut never <laughs> cut anyone out of my life, not even an ex-boyfriend, literally like. Tommy, hey, everybody listening, best friends with my ex-boyfriends <laughs> since childhood. Um, <laughs> no, we're, we're, so, we're opposite. so opposite. I'm like, so, yeah, I do that with yeah, things too, yeah. though. I'm just always yeah. purging, well, getting I'm rid of. a hoarder, like, borderline, yeah. and you no, I have like a, a minimalist. teacup in my house. <laughs> right. And I'm just so happy that we're doing this because you've taught me there, there's a value in growing separately. And being able to come back together where I didn't understand that that was possible even this year. And I'm older than you. I'm 32. You're 27. And I really, even though nothing happened between us and I've always loved you and you're my sister and you always will be. For me, it feels when you're not really close with someone that it's over. And I know that there's people listening who are more like me. And yeah. maybe that means we're codependent. Maybe that means we're sensitive. I'm healing from those codependencies. And you helped me do that inadvertently through challenging situations. But I'm grateful for them. The way that you've come back around into my life is so healing. Because if I have ever kind of had falling outs with people, and we didn't have a falling out, but if I've drifted from people to the point where one day you wake up and you realize we are not friends anymore that type of drifting, they don't come back and they don't really own their part in it. Mm -hmm. And I'm happy to own my part with you, with anybody. I was going through a lot of shit. I'm a new mom. I had so much panic and anxiety. I could barely function. Um, having space for people in the way that I typically do. I didn't have that kind of space and you didn't have that kind of space. And we were almost riding these two different waves. Different waves. 
But it's been so healing to have these conversations with you and to know that doesn't mean it's over. Mm -hmm. And I just, I'm so happy we're talking about it because I know that so many people listening, they have a heartbreak right now from a friendship. Friendship heartbreaks are harder than Than romantic heartbreaks. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, they really are. I don't hear people talking about it. No. I mean, I think there's so much deeper than romantic relationship heartbreaks. I mean, at least in my experience, because I've also Mm -hmm. been on a friendship heartbreak on the other end and it wasn't me. And it it was just so intense. I mean, and it ended up coming back together, but it was really intense. It was like, I think it was worse. Yeah, it was worse than my first and only really deep romantic heartbreak. Yeah. Well, because your friends are supposed to be a consistent part of your life. That's how I feel where romantic relationships, unless you end up getting married, you know that they can be fleeting and your friends, you lean on them. I mean, I'm such like a girl's girl, such a ride or die to my core that it's it's so hard for me to to understand that there are ebbs and flows and you have been my fire sign Aries medicine. But you also you I think that you were up for the challenge because normally and I've watched you in other friendships and relationships try like you really would try and try to hold on and just being on the other end like you didn't try super hard and you weren't like texting me either and it like I did not feel you trying in and I I, I'm not saying this to toot my own horn but (laughs) I know you so well And I was like, go Jordan, because I've also told you, Jordan, so many times, like you have to, it's okay. Like Mm -hmm. you need to let this person go. This person's not supposed to be on the next part of your journey. And when you were kind of, I was on the other end of it. I was like, first of all, who is Jordan? And second of all, I was like, go Jordan, go, go Jordan, go. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I know I could feel that from you. I would tell even Jonathan. I'm like, Kenzie. I don't want to say Kenzie likes this. Kenzie's cheering me on. I was. I could, I could feel it energetically. Because we would see each other still. Yeah. We would see each other at events and we would sit and talk like nothing had to happen. Mm-hmm. It was super normal. And if anyone was seeing from the outside, they would be these girls are attached at the hip. So there was nothing wrong in the energy between us in that way. But yeah, I mean, it's a two way street. I wasn't reaching out. And that had a lot to do with where I was. It had a lot to do with not understanding really where you were, Mm -hmm. barely understanding where I was, understanding that we will definitely come back together. But why is this separation right now taking place? And I know we talked about this. Neither of us really knew. And so what do you say? And it's like, hey, What's that? So many yeah, times it I was wanted hard to say, to you, say yeah, hey, it wasn't... like, how are you? But you, that's, I wasn't going to be fake ever. So yeah. it's like, I wanted to understand what is going on with me and what it, what is going on with her. And then when we come back together, we can talk all about it. And we did. Yeah. And I think also that portal that you were in with your deep anxiety and with all the things you've been going through, I know I mean, I don't want to speak for yourself, but I know that one of these things that causes that within you and your body and your own dis-ease is this thing with relationships. And so I think 
on some level, I was the perfect person to be able to kind of overcome that with through that portal of healing that you've been in because I, I'm like a pro at this. You are. And I do come, I can, you know, come back into people's life and I am a very loyal person and I am also a very honest person. Like I'm always, I don't try to like hide my faults and things. And so I think out of all people, for you to go through this with during that time, I was the best person. And I think it has healed you on more ways than you could even know right now, just seeing that there, it doesn't have to be super scary mm-hmm. and that people who are meant to be in your life will always continue to be in your life. And the people that aren't just aren't. And that is something that I think, I don't mean this to say this you know, without sensitivity, but that is something that I think everyone has to come to some kind of peace with in some way or another, because we all have different contracts with people. And sometimes people show, you know, are a part of your life for three months and teach you so much and sometimes a lifetime. But I think, you know, the more peace we can have with that and trust that the people that are supposed to be there in the long run will be. I totally agree. And it's something that I never thought I would be okay with because that was the biggest pain point in my life. I am thrilled to be talking to you today about Clearstem Skincare. We had the founders, Kaylee and Danielle, on the podcast just a couple weeks ago for a groundbreaking anti-aging acne skin episode. We went into all of it. We talked about sensitive skin. Of course, we talked about acne and psoriasis and anti-aging and all the best things that we can do. But beyond that, I am thrilled that Clearstem is sponsoring the podcast. I have been a fan of their skincare for years, and I am just so proud of everything that they've created. So it was founded by the acne guru, as well as her business partner, Kaylee. Kaylee struggled with acne. She was told to go on Accutane. She was told that her diet wouldn't have anything to do with her skin and her and her business partner, Danielle, knew that there had to be something better. People who understand women's hormones and clean beauty and that these days we don't want to put anything on our skin that has terrible ingredients or that are going to be bad for our body in general. So they are amazing. They're anti-aging, anti-acne and non-toxic all at the same time. They combine all three categories of skincare. Anti-aging meets anti-acne meets clean beauty. It is based on over eight years of clinical work at the San Diego acne clinic and they have a new hormonal acne supplement called mind body skin that is the best natural alternative to accutane to shop we have a special deal for you guys go to clearstemskincare.com and use code balanced for 15% off your order that is clearstemskincare.com code balanced for 15% off enjoy I am such a fan of the brand Love Wellness. The founder, Lo Bosworth, has been on the podcast. She inspires me so much. So let's talk about what they do. It is skincare for down there. What does that look like for you? 
Chances are you're using fragranced bar soaps and body washes to cleanse your vulva, which is doing more harm than good. That's why Love Wellness is on a mission to make vaginal care simpler, safer, and more effective than what we were once used to. They formulate products without parabens, sulfates, fragrances, or any other harsh ingredients that may disrupt your vaginal pH and dry out the skin. And based on their over 50,000 five-star reviews, Love Wellness is essential intimate skincare. Not sure where to start? Kick off your vaginal skincare routine with their pH balancing cleanser. Unlike ordinary cleansers, this gentle cleanser is specifically designed for your vulva and made with safe hydrating ingredients like aloe vera and calendula. Soothe and nourish your vulva and bikini area with their new Comfy Cream, a fragrance-free moisturizer. It's a cleaner, safer take on body lotion made to protect your most sensitive skin. Love Wellness believes caring for your vagina shouldn't be complicated. Their science-backed, doctor-developed solutions makes feeling your best V simple. Visit lovewellness.com and use code BALANCED15 at checkout for 15% off your first purchase. That is L-O-V-E-W-E-L-L-N-E-S-S dot com and use code BALANCED15 for 15% off your first order. Like you said, the relationship stuff. And it haunted me. It haunted me for years. And you were someone, and you are now as well, that I talk to every single day. Oftentimes for like a much larger part of the day. We talk all the time. And you helped me through a lot of that. A lot of those relationship things. And I know it, when, when this was happening this past winter... I was like, oh, shit, this is the worst person to be going through this with because I know you. <laughs> right. You know me and you know how it eats at me. And it, it did. It did eat at me in the beginning. I can't lie. But kind of like the calm space that I found myself in really sometime. I don't know how long it was into us kind of being drifted. I did feel a lot more calm. I felt like I can just be okay with this because whatever I'm dealing with right now with the anxiety is so intense that I could only wish that I could be fretting about friendships and I knew that you were okay and but it was like you know me and you to be fretting mm -hmm. about that and even beyond that there's other friendships which you know in my life that have haunted me because we've it's been drifted and I have always felt like everything is my fault my fault, my fault, my fault. I was sick. I'm not fun anymore. I'm not who I used to be. I don't drink alcohol anymore. I'm not fun. Like those are the stories, the programs running in my head, not with you because we live a very similar lifestyle, but to other people where I'm just like, nobody likes me. Why would anybody like me? And it just always felt like my fault. And that's your deepest wound, deepest wound, yeah, childhood wound. And to bring it full circle and to actually find this place of some level of calm and content. Not that I didn't like that we weren't really speaking with each other because I didn't like it. But to find this calm, this inner calm of I'm actually not freaking out about this at all like at all. And I trust, I don't know, I believe, and I hope 
everything will come back together. And I think you knew more clearly than I did that everything would come back together. Yeah. And that's because you're more experienced <laughs> in the ebbs and flows it's of friendships. It's not my first rodeo. It's not your first rodeo. Um, stigma in friendships and especially female friendships. If energy is weird at all, don't talk about it. Like it's mm. so taboo. It's yeah. like just overcompensate. That's how it's been for me with friends in the past, if I feel the energy's off, I'm like, well, what can I do? How can I tell them that I don't care at all? I don't think the energy's off at all. Like just keep the peace. And you're not like that. You're such a no bullshit no, person. No, I'm like, all right, time to talk. Mm -hmm, <laughs> mm -hmm. And I will say, I feel like when the energy kind of became a little bit more off between us, we did talk mm -hmm. and it felt really good. It felt really safe. I've always felt like you're someone who we can we can talk mm -hmm. about those kinds of things. Where unfortunately, a lot of other people in my life, as amazing as they are, the moment you bring up a really hard conversation, they do not like it. Like people go into hiding. And, I, and again, I live for them. Right. And but I, that's also I don't. that's also <laughs> part of my patterns. It's like right. I have had an extreme addiction to pain without realizing it. But that's been my addiction. It's mm -hmm. like, oh, this has got to be so hard. Like every time I launch something for business, I like make it so hard. And then, okay, the money comes in. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's so hard. Or like family matters, home matters, moving, anything in life. Like I go through these huge dark portals and I put myself through so much pain just for like a moment of glory, right? And that's been a huge pattern in my life. So also going through, it's like, oh, this like conversation is going to be so great. It's going to be so deep. And then it's exhilarating after, which is also not the best pattern to be in. You know, I think it's like a strength, you know, it's amazing to be strong, but it's also destructive. And so like having those conversations and, you know, not speaking and then sitting down and having the talk, like, I like that live for that. That's like, right. That's like my, Ooh, yeah, let's go. So there's definitely a middle ground. I think, again, I think that, you know, we signed up for this and I think there's so many amazing aspects, just even seeing you go through it and seeing like you be able to see that you can still trust me and that we can have these conversations and we, I, you know, I've apologized to you and we can go there and be deep and it mm -hmm. can be fine. I think has been really healing for you and also to experience the dynamic of it, not you not having to overcompensate and be like, everything's fine, Kenzie, mm -hmm. I love you, you know, because I was like, no, everything's not fine. Like we need to meet and talk mm -hmm. and I'll tell you mm -hmm. that I'm sorry. <laughs> yes. And that was so powerful. <laughs> and when we did do that, it first of all, it felt like no time had passed. Second of all, remember I told you I felt calm and content before, during, and after. And not to say I wasn't a little like anxious or anticipatory of, of like sitting down with you. But afterwards, I drove home. You commented on the fact that I didn't text you after, which is like, <laughs> literally, who am I? I have to look right at the camera. I text everybody after I see them. It is an impulse. And I don't know, I just went home, took care of my baby, lived my life. It was calm. And in that sense, it didn't mean I don't didn't absolutely love seeing you and that it didn't shift something deep within me. It was like, maybe I'm healing from some codependency. And maybe that's really what I've been begging 
God in the universe for for years. Yeah. That's actually been a main intention of mine. I did a ceremony, a flower ceremony four years ago. And it's a really beautiful non-plant medicine type of just kind of ceremony that you can do in your home with someone who practices that type of shamanism. And my goal was to find freedom and liberation from, I didn't call it codependency at the time because I didn't know, but this deep pain and this deep wound of any friendship that is not doing perfectly, perfectly well. People who I felt were mad at me, people who I didn't understand why we just didn't live on the same wavelength anymore. And I have slowly found healing and I'll say becoming a mother shakes it out of you because it does make you have some perspective. Like, does that really matter? Of course, I'm a relationally driven person. I'm a triple Libra, but doesn't matter to the nth degree. Is this my son's health? Is this my health? Are we good? Are we alive? Are we breathing? Okay. And then I can let it go. And just this whole situation with you has been healing on that level. And then the closer we get again, and the more time we spend together, I actually had a different moment that clicked deeper where I was like, oh, I have, I have my best friend back. Yeah, (laughs) that feels really, really good. And maybe before I was being a little cautious with my heart and that's why I was really calm. And that was true. That was a true calm. And then later I'm like, there's a lot of love. Yeah. And, and that's the through line. And I think for anybody listening, love will show you the way love will show you what to do. We both apologized to each other and you were incredibly genuine with what you said to me. And I think we should share some of it. But I also want to say this, this conversation is not a pass to like, um, just get back together with any friend. Right. You. No, like the real, real hurt can happen. I've been super hurt by people and to take full ownership. I'm sure I've hurt people super bad. It doesn't mean everybody always has to come back together. No. And I think that's something that I still firmly stand firm in my belief with is that I don't think we're supposed to always stay connected to everybody in our life. I really firmly believe that people show you different people are for different seasons at different times. And I think when you can really hone in on the perspective of that and really get clear on what that person brought to you to your life, even if it was a tragedy, right? It's like, who did you become through that tragedy? What did you have to learn? What did it force you to rise into? And really being in a space of gratitude and that is something that, you know, I'm, I'm not connected to everyone I've always been connected to, including family members and you know, but I, I'm getting into a space where I can be in more of a space of love for love and kindness for all beings and not you don't have to hold anger and it doesn't have to you don't have to hold hurt forever. Right. Because people teach you things. And mm-hmm. when you can really remember and be aware of what that soul brought into your life and who you became through that opportunity, you can just have so much love for that person. Mm-hmm. and situation and holding holding on to that hurt only hurts us yes that's and it's living in the past mm-hmm. it's yeah. really living in the past and I think you know most people struggle the most from the past like people yeah the who, past can haunt us yeah and, and that's f- where a lot of anxiety is and a lot of dis-ease is mm-hmm. and like you've got to shake the past mm-hmm. away and you have to find ways to get it out of your system Right. You really do. And also the future. I was going to say something I've learned about anxiety 
with this whole journey of anxiety for me is that anxiety is almost always fretting about the future. You're, you're spending your life worrying about things that A, haven't happened and B, will probably not happen. Mm-hmm. Well, who wants to live their life based off of those principles? Not me. So I think even this whole friendship journey that we've had has taught me to live more in the present moment. We can talk about the past. We can think about the past. I mean, we've had beautiful years of friendship together. Like we've done amazing, fun things together, but we're not going to live in the past. And we're also not going to live in the future. No, but I have such just this inner knowing. And you can tell me if you have this too, that's not going to happen again. No, because there were so many lessons through it. So many lessons through it. Like I, I don't want to do that again. You know, because I, I was able to see the repercussions of how like someone like yourself, I've had many, you know, situations, but someone like, like it's like really affected you, you know, and I can see that I can really see that it really affected you. And, you know, I, I now know that, you know, and so it's it made me realize also the repercussions of just like how actions can affect other people. And I think through this, I just got to such a place of honesty, like with myself, with my followers, with my social media, with the people in my life, where I just have done a clean sweep and just have been like, yo, I know, like I am, I'm fully aware that, you know, I'm 27 and I'm, I, I have been figuring it out and became in the public eye at 23. It's like, I am fully, fully, fully aware that I have gone through a lot of stuff and I, I've tried my best to keep it together on the outside, like on social media or, you know, whatever. But I've gone through it and I, I'm fully aware now of how, you know, I've, I've, I've moved through things in a way that just is, is kind of selfish. And, and it, it's hurt me. At the end of the day, like this isn't even about other people. Like some of my business decisions, I think some from the outside will be like, oh, she stopped doing this. It's like no one knows the darkness that came you know through that right and so not only have I hurt other people or other people have felt you know the other side of this but I've also hurt myself through it and I think that was the biggest thing that I learned through you is like I can get so in this space of independence no one loves me no one supports me I am all alone I don't have this I don't have that to realize that like the only person that's doing that to myself is myself I have a lot of people that really do love me. And I think coming out of the other, on the other side of this time in my life and doing like I have gone to every person in my life that I've done this to that, you know, is still close to me in, in my life or that I still want in my life. And have been like, I'm sorry, you know, and just kind of said where I came from and, and how, what I went through. And it's been so healing. Even people I don't know, like my followers, people are all there and they've been there all along. And I've been so humbled lately because I'm like, people have held space for me for the past four years with so much love. And I didn't even know it. I didn't even know people like loved me like that. And so that's been a huge, that's what I've really learned through this is like my own hurt and my own suffering. The only person that's been causing that is myself by blocking it from my Mm -hmm. life. And you're someone too, Jordan, like, yes, different waves and different times and like, you know, but you've, you've endlessly supported me, even making, you know, decisions in my career that we both know weren't like 
the right. You supported me through that, right? And that's love. And I think that's just been my takeaway for it is to stop hurting myself and to Mm -hmm. stop blocking other because I don't want to hurt other people but it's like very easy to naturally hurt other people when you're just hurting yourself yeah like you're already in a state of pain so you don't realize that you're also just hurting things around you Mm -hmm. and people around you and situations around you yeah I mean you were blocking yourself from love it's one of the first things that we talked about when we started talking about this and I'll share a story that I love, which is something that I told you, which was you wrote a letter to Atticus before he was born. We had everyone write in books these letters to him. So we read them all the time because they're in the books and he picks the book, the little red hen. It's like he knew it was from you and all the things. And what you wrote to him is so beautiful and so touching and he wasn't born yet and so it was like a love it was a letter with love to my child who we both hadn't met yet and it felt it just was so full of love in a familial way because that's what I do I bring people into my family I don't know how else if if they're the right person and I love them deeply the way that I do with you and I would read this and I would be like this is the real Kenzie yeah this is who you are yeah and the greatest hope that I would ever have for you from now and moving forward is to just live consistently as that high version of yourself I mean that's what I've been chasing though I think Mm -hmm. that's that's all to say that you know what has shifted is like I realized what I've been chasing all these years publicly privately has been to be that person and I've used materialistic things like, well, it must be this career, it must be this situation, it must be this house, it must be this place, it must be not talking to this person, it must be in this next person. My biggest aha was like, no, it's within me and I am wanting to embody that person that I know that I am. I think I picked up some like intense coping mechanisms and really some like ways of regulating like my own pain and it just it just turned into how I was living but I know that what I was chasing was that person and I have like really unlocked that person in the past six weeks and life is colorful like Mm -hmm. I didn't even know that life could feel how it feels from that space but that's what I was chasing Mm -hmm. and I've been chasing all these years I see it and I feel it and every time I've been with you that's what you're emanating and that's what you are and that's the you that I've always seen and I've always loved and I'm just so happy to see you I'm so happy for it and there's a few that there's so many things I want to say kind of in regards to some of the things that you just shared one of them is that it's really hard to grow up in the public eye in a sense and so you were 23 I got into social media around 21 It's very hard because who would ever expect 10 years later for me and, you know, six to five years later for you, no one would want you to be the same person. We are all here to evolve. I'm interested in having friends who are evolving. I'm interested in evolving. If I was who I was at 21, I would be upset. Mm -hmm. That's not what we want. That's not what we're here to do. But it's hard because all of these pieces of us 
have been shared super publicly. Mm-hmm. There's programs created out of it. There's social media, which lives forever. Mm-hmm. You know, you've deleted a lot of your old photos, which I never wanted you to do because I loved all of them. <laughs> I love every phase of you, but you're, you know, you're a minimalist and you go to the next phase. And I love that about you. But it's hard to grow up in the public eye. And I just want to commend you because it's not easy to show up and say, I would have done things differently. I'm sorry. I wasn't doing it all right. I didn't have it all figured out. That's brave. Mm -hmm. And that's, I mean, beyond the love that I have for you, that's the first other reason why immediately you came right back into my heart because it, it, it is so rare. It is so rare that someone can see, oh my God, I hurt someone. And I'm going to tell them that I'm sorry. And I think that happens a lot in romantic relationships because they're such mirrors and they're so confronting. But friendships, and it's this female thing too, we gloss over it. And it's like, oh, maybe we got hurt. And then a few months pass. Oh, hey, let's go to lunch. Let's not, you know, let's not talk about it. Let's just move on. It takes bravery. And I really admire that in you. Thank you. And I want everybody listening to know that you are the most loyal friend. You are (laughs) the most ride or die. And maybe you dip off. And I believe you're not going to do that again because something that we spoke about, and I'll, I'll let you talk about this too, is that if there is ever another season of life, and maybe there will be, where I'm really in it and you're really in it and shit's hitting the fan and it's like, whoa, whoa, I don't have space for anything. We would just say talk. it. Yeah. We would just talk about it. Yeah. There would be no mystery. Yeah. Yeah. I think, though, that is on so many levels in my life. You know, I think that I've just gotten to a place. I'm still in my 20s, but I feel like I turned 27 and something just hit where I was like, I'm so done with stop and go energy. I'm so done with inconsistency because I, I love consistency, but it's the stop and go energy that I feel. It's like this like fight or flight, this primal way of living and being that I've been living from for so long. It's ever since I've been on my own at like 17, 18. And um, I don't I don't want that anymore. Like I don't want that in my business. I don't want that in my relationships. I just don't want that. And the only way to, to not have that is to change it. So, you know, that like weirdness or that not speaking about it like I could have just said hey I think we're both in it I'm sending you so much love like I fully am aware that we're not speaking right now nothing happened let's talk in the spring like I love you you know just something like that it's so short it's so simple but yeah I mean like you said I've torn down like social media posts and I've done all these things I never I'm the kind of person that when I really learn a life lesson I never do it again and this is my big like homecoming with that. It's like, I'm not Mm going to try to cover up Mm -hmm. my past anymore. Or it wasn't, I was covering it up. It was like, I'm not that person anymore. I'm done. Which it's like, you do have to love all the seasons of you. And I am in such a place of gratitude now because I really do feel like I'm embodying and becoming and stepping into who I've wanted to be my whole life. And if I don't love all these parts of myself that have gotten me to this moment, which is tearing stuff down, which is dropping things in my business that were not smart nor were it fair to other people, you know, that I don't want to be doing that anymore. And that's that's something that I've got to stop doing in order to not have those same results. So mm-hmm. well if Anyone can do it. It's you. <laughs> I have seen you transform every element of your life. Every in element. The <laughs> four years that I've known you, every element of your life. 
that's another reason why I have such trust that you get it. Like you, you get, oh, yeah. you like get the message has place. been received. And you said yeah. something to me the first time that we, we sat down and talked about this, which were that you don't take second chances lightly. And that's not to put it all on you. I was in it too. I could have also reached out to you and said so many times, you know, we're both going through a lot and I love you. But I think we did that telepathically. Yeah. But what you said about second chances really hit deep because I think there's the less mature version of this conversation, which is people who you're not sure if the lesson has been learned. And I think we've both I been always, learning our I lessons. I give people two, less, two tries. Mm-hmm. Third, mm-hmm. I never, ever, ever have ever given someone a third chance. Well, that's why you're <laughs> you. I'm like, oh, can I count the hundreds of people that I have given three I think like you learn the first time. Mm-hmm. You learn mm-hmm. one time and I feel like you have a massive opportunity to grow through that and not do that again. Mm-hmm. Like I like I said, like no matter where I go in life, I'm not going to try to clean up my past and hide it all because yeah. it made me who I am today. And you know, I did that once really, mm-hmm. really balls to the walls. I really did that. And I won't do it again. Mm-hmm. I'm giving myself a second chance too. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that's where it all begins. It's the yeah. relationship with ourselves. Yeah. Okay, let's talk about Ready, Set, Food. I have told you guys, this is something that I wish I knew about when Atticus was four months old because I could have done things very, very differently when it came to introducing him to food. So food allergies are on the rise and every child is at risk. May is Food Allergy Awareness Month and Ready, Set, Food is on a mission to raise awareness of food allergies and the importance of early allergy introduction. So based on evidence-based research, USDA guidelines, pediatricians and allergists all agree feeding small amounts of common food allergens, think peanuts, eggs, and milk daily for six months or more, starting at four months, is important for all babies to give them the best chance at future food freedom. So like I said, I didn't know about this when Atticus was super young. So if you're in the same boat, don't beat yourself up, but... I want you guys to know about this. So I love that Ready, Set, Food is safe, easy, and convenient, and their foods are delicious. They are organic and natural. Atticus is obsessed with their oatmeal. It's the only oatmeal that he likes. He's really funny that way. He's not an oatmeal fan, but he does love theirs. We also love their toddler organic oat and fruit snack bars that have the allergens already inside. So visit readysetfood.com slash balanced to learn more and get exclusive discounts on these amazing early allergen introduction products. I know you guys are going to love it. Let me know what you think. Okay, guys, I am loving my Lumi products. They're amazing. So if you want to smell better naked, then you got to try these. Lumi was created by an OBGYN who discovered and proved in clinical testing that the vagina is not to blame for day-to-day odor below the belt. So she developed Lumi, a uniquely formulated pH-balanced deodorant. It is aluminum-free, skin-safe, and clinically proven to control odor for up to 72 hours. What I love about this is you can use it all over your whole 
body. Like how cool is that? I've been keeping it in my purse and I told this story recently, but I brought it to my cousin's wedding, which I really needed because it was like a hundred degrees in central California. My boobs were sweating. I was sticking to my chair. It was very sweaty and I needed to have something. It's clinically proven to block odor all day and control odor, like I said, for up to 72 hours. So it doesn't really mask odor with a fragrance. It's formulated and powered by mandelic acid, which stops odor before it actually starts. So you could consider it a pre-odorant. It is the first product of its kind. It is aluminum-free, baking soda-free, and paraben-free. And like I said, it's pH balanced. So we love that. As a special offer for listeners, new customers get $5 off a Lumi starter pack with code BALANCED at lumideodorant.com. That equates to over 40% off your starter pack when you visit lumideodorant.com and use code BALANCED. Enjoy. I'm just so happy about it. And I'm thinking of all the people listening who I pray, hi, all of our listeners, that you guys are getting as deep of a healing out of this conversation as I believe you are, because this is a real thing. This is, everybody goes through it. We have our friends, we go through ebbs and flows. We have times that we feel alone. We have times that we feel deep love. We have times that we're evolving. And how beautiful it is to see each other and to have forgiveness for ourselves. Yeah, love and kindness for ourselves. I think that's the most important thing. And I think that's something you can really embody too, because you as in Jordan, because, you know, when something's going wrong in a friendship and you immediately think it's all you, like I never once thought any of that was you. I knew it was me. I was just like, nah, you know, I knew it, it, it was me. Not to say that you didn't like energetically play a role in it, but at the same time, it's not like you sat there and you did something for you to like go through motions and relationships and like beat yourself up. That makes you sick. That's just such a not to anyone mm-hmm. like who does that. Mm-hmm. That is like not an abundant way to live or something that's good to do to your well-being. I think like we're all human. Even if you did do something, we all make mistakes. I've made mm-hmm. plenty of mistakes. But if you can't love yourself through that, you're going to like die. You know, you really will. If you not physically die, but like you'll be riddled with anxiety oh, and that, riddled with no, that pain would be the fear. death of me. Let yeah. me tell you, it's it's gnarly. It's been my you have pain. to love yourself, even if you've made mistakes and even if you've fucked up. Like mm-hmm. you have to just love all parts of you, with the understanding that even if it was quote unquote your fault, that hopefully you're learning from that and you're right. evolving through it. And to also take the pressure off of yourself, like you can't, you're not perfect all the time and things are going to fall out. And that is life. Like nothing is put together all the time. And we put so much pressure on ourselves. We do. And true friends don't have the expectations of every time I'm with you, you better be happy and, and, and light and all these things. Like there are heavy days And there's so many days, even referring back to like the many years of our friendship before this kind of brief period of time where I showed up, you know, so heavy dealing with so much or where you did. And I'm looking for friendships where people are not expecting me to be the bubbly, the this. And and most of the time I am. 
But just letting go of expectations, I think, is a gift. It's a personal self-gift because people rarely meet those expectations because they'd have to be reading your mind. Yeah. And if you're as close as you and I are, you know, we don't have to read each other's mind. We tell each other everything that's on our mind. But a lot of friendships even that I have are not like that. So you got to find your place kind of with everybody and ways to surrender and ways to forgive. Yeah, a hundred percent, a hundred percent. And so I'm in, I'm interested from our listeners. You have to come to Instagram and tell us: Are you a Kenzie, <laughs> or are you a Jordan, or are you somewhere in the middle? Because yeah. I, I do think a lot I feel of like people, a lot of people will be in the middle. But I think when we come you're together, you're with two very extremist human beings so who are extreme. on very opposite sides of but sides imagine of a pendulum. Us, we are a yin yang. We come together, and it's it's really balanced. And it's really beautiful. And I'm so happy to have you in my life. I always will be. I know. I'm so I love you for so you. deeply. You are my family. And I don't say that lightly. I know you don't. I know you don't. We've taught each other a lot. We have. So what are some final words that we have for the audience? If someone's going through a rough patch with a friend, what are your tips? Because you are the pro. I mean, people are not going to be surprised I'm going to say this, but looking within finding where this, you know, where it could have started, where is it coming from? What are you feeling through it? What is it bringing up within you? I think when you can find the root of things, that's where true healing takes place. And I think that's what has really transformed my life and my own just like ways of being in the past six weeks is I've really feel like I've found some deep roots of where things were coming from and where patterns were being created and where feelings were being created. And that's also just continuing on the path of evolution. Like if, if that's just starting with an astrology reading, if that's going to a therapist, if that's just journaling, if that's doing a meditation, cause you've never done one before, but like just starting that path of growth and evolution, I think is the way to, to and, and you also got to look at yourself. Like, mm -hmm. I think a lot of people, not to be rude, but like, don't want to look at themselves. It's not fun. I've never had like a great time looking at my stuff, but that is where, you know, you can transcend. So mm -hmm. you got to look at yourself. And um, I think like also you feel triggered by other people or you feel like, Jordan, your life is so different than mine. Like your upbringing was so different. Your relationships are so different than mine, right? So it's also like you can be triggered by other people based on like them having something that you don't have or you wanting something that they have or not really understanding. Like, how do you live like that? I don't have that at all in my life. That's not a part of my life. So we don't, we're not compatible. We don't relate, all of those things. So a lot of the times too, when you feel triggered, it it's your stuff and that's an opportunity to look at your own, your own shit, which is not fun, but that's where the healing takes place. That is so true. And that's something I was about to say anyway, is that, to wrap this up on my end, relationships are a mirror. And when you can really see the value in that, I think that's when life becomes more fun and more playful and serious. And, you know, there's shadow work and like we do that shit, but a little lighter and a little more fun as well. Because for me, beating myself up over every friend that has drifted and previously feeling like it was always my fault to the point where it did make me sick. Part of part of the many things that that led to sickness um to really see this is all such a 
reach them there. And my goal, I told you this the other day, is to reach a place where I don't have issues with anybody. And maybe that's like ideal and maybe we'll see. But issues, I don't think you have to have them. I think you can rise to a different level where it's like things are not perfect with everybody, but that is not going to make me lose any sleep when you see it as a, as a reflection of you. So what I've always wanted to bring to every friendship and what I've always wanted to bring to you is unconditional love. And that's something that I also wanted to close out by saying is I've always told Kenzie uh, to our listeners, I've always told you, Kenzie, I want to show you unconditional love because I have had that in my life. I have had that blessing with my parents, with a lot of my friends since childhood, now with my husband. And I, and it's not that nobody else has ever shown you that. I know they have, but I took that very seriously. This role of a friend who's like, Can, I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> and that was, that was a break in the pattern. And that's why you kind of said like, oh, wow, Jordan's not reaching out. Who is she? And it was all part of our path, but I'm always going to show you unconditional love. I'm so grateful. For and that. as a mirror, I can see, I can see where I, where my energy was a part of this. Yeah. And we've got to own up to that shit. Yeah. I think it'll make everybody happier in the end. It's not easy. For sure. It takes two to tango. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And yeah, life is just ever flowing. And I think you could, you just got to embrace it. And I think the most important thing is if you can come from a heartfelt place, that's the most important thing that, you know, I think when you're coming from your heart, no matter what, you can sleep at night knowing that I did my best because I'm in my heart space. Mm-hmm. I agree. I mean, that's a perfect note to end on. I think we need to do a part two. So <laughs> yes. everybody listening, give us questions about this topic or really about any topic. There's a lot of other things to catch up with Kenzie about as well. She's working on Body Forward, all these amazing new things in her brand. And we recently talked about potentially co-hosting some kind of live podcast. Yes, I would so love to do that. Come comment on Instagram and tell us where we should go and who would come. You know, ideally we'd do it in LA. So travel is fun. If you don't live here, it's a beautiful place. And I'm just excited for the path forward. I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful for the lessons. Everything is a mirror. I love you so much. Love you. And I'm so grateful we had this conversation. Me too. Thank you guys so much for listening to the show. I'm so happy that you're here. Come say hi on Instagram at The Balance Wand and tell me what your favorite part of this episode was. Subscribe, rate, and review on Apple Podcasts and send me a screenshot of your rating and review for a free Soul on Fire yoga ebook. See you next Wednesday. Love you guys. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.